0: Who cares?
1: Perhaps I should give you a warning. Don't look now!
0: Hello and welcome to When Will It's the movie podcast where we watch the movies. Charles, it's weird. It's weird that you're sitting right to my right. You're not facing me even. Could you maybe face me? What do you think, bud? It's weird right now. Uh, you're not even looking at me. I have to look to my right the whole time now? Well,
1: I, I envision this differently. Okay, how did you envision it? Well, you would rotate. I would rotate. And then the, and then the mic would rotate. I was going to sit there, but you've taken that seat twice now.
0: Well, look, but now what? Now it's, it's the like, more complicated seat. Well, that's but like, here's the thing. I am... Uh, prone to picking the corner here it angles
1: here move the stand down
0: i'm moving the stand
1: no like no
0: what's the whistling isn't helpful it doesn't turn
1: come on dude just like an elbow rather than like this like this oh my god oh
0: like this yeah like this yeah,
1: so it's not in your in your head. Oh my god, you don't have to cradle it like a baby.
0: Well I kinda have to. It's <gasps> well, a it's a steel rod. It looks good like a gun. Yeah. What are you doing? Are we just starting?
1: We've <laughs> yeah. been going. George I thought there'd, she's there'd just be more Verhoeven. Watching Starship Troopers on his phone again.
0: I thought there'd be more Verhoeven saying, welcome to my movie. Welcome to some movie. I can do it. No, I can okay. do it. Hello welcome, welcome to the movie. That was all intro, right? We got good intro stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm an editor. You're an editor. I'll cut already. that all yeah. out.
0: Hello and welcome to End Will End. It's the movie podcast. We watch the movies and, of course, we're starting a new series. And Wow.
1: It feels good.
0: does feel good in a way. I was enjoying Jackass, but I suppose nothing lasts forever, mm-hmm. so be honest, Hey, Josh, baby. can I ask you a question? Yeah, please.
1: Um, Hey, Ape, do you want to live
0: forever? Well, <laughs> oh, certainly not, friend. <laughs> really? I sure wouldn't. I do. I'm doing my part.
1: Well, Oh, okay. I'm not.
0: Starship Troopies. Now, I was watching this movie just now. Maybe you recall.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, It's a little yeah, yeah. film
0: called Starship Troopies by Paul Verhoeven came out in. well, I'll tell you this, listener, it's the same year that Sid Meier's Gettysburg came out. <laughs> Charles, don't say when that was. That's a reference point everyone knows. Just think right, back to right, when you right, were right, a kid right. obsessed with the Civil War because yep. your parents only let you watch the Ken Burns documentaries on PBS and not Nickelodeon.
1: That is weird that I loved baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And the Civil War and And dinosaurs. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry.
0: The thing that's good about jazz. Um, Hey, pop quiz. Is it a? Okay, listener, play along at home. Okay, I'm Josh. This is this is like
1: one of those Tiger handheld games.
0: We watch a whole series of movies. We ask, is they good? Is it the notes that they are doing in jazz that are good? I think so. No, hold on. Wait, there's
1: another option. Another option. Just hear them both out and
0: make a decision. Is it A, the notes they are playing in jazz music, or is it B, the notes they are not playing in jazz music? What do you think it is, A or B? Oh my
1: God. A or B, let's
0: go. i think it would be hey ape do you want to live forever or answer my jazz question
1: i think it's the notes they're playing oh (laughs) no but what would they what's the song do
0: you sound like a mobile infantry member right now but we win i'm more of a game i'm a a zim i think charles and i are
1: (laughs) totally a zim i
0: said when we were watching you know i gestured with my thumb you and me we're mobile infantry types. Yeah, we are. You think so? We're like we're grunts, right? We're pretty good grunts. Yeah, we would die. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If I was doing a war, I would feed us right into the middle part. <laughs> wait, I would... So
1: wait, that means you would be not you. You no, would I'm feed saying, you if I was in games. You would of be a, a Neil okay. Yeah, so you're I never Neil, getting there. If I
0: was apparently they called him Doogie <laughs> Himmler on set.
1: That's incredible. This would be so fucking I wanted funny. to
0: share the pretty much the the, 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 the coda I'm not even sure if I'm using that word correctly. What's a coda? I think it's an ending thing. Okay, the 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 the, the Rosetta Stone of this whole piece. In a 2014 interview, I on... think
1: I think he meant like you think of the word code, coder. maybe
0: coder on the Adam Carolla show, the yeah. greatest of shows.
1: Was, that was after the the, the sh- man show?
0: After the man show, uh, Adam Carolla went from strength to strength, uh, very concerned about the pussification of the American male. One of the leading theorists about that pressing concern Um, Michael Ironside, who read the book As a Youth by Robert Heinlein, said he asked Paul Verhoeven, who grew up in the Nazi occupied Netherlands, why are you doing a right-wing fascist movie? Verhoeven replied, if I tell the world that a right-wing fascist way of doing things doesn't work then no one will listen to me. So I'm going to make a perfect fascist world. Everyone is beautiful. Everyone is shiny. Everything has big guns and fancy ships, but it's only good for killing fucking bugs.
1: Yeah. And everyone, everyone hated it. Why do you think everyone hated it? Because I remember people didn't like this movie.
0: I was seven when this came out.
1: I was 12.
0: Right. And uh, I mostly knew about it for
1: the sho- boob-related the reason. There's only like the eight boobs I in the know, whole movie. I know, but as a
0: young person, the the shower scene, which again is... For it's a man so who is funny. Violently sexual. It is easily the least sexual scene well, no, that's what maybe it, in the entire movie. I'm,
1: I'm sure I've read this somewhere, but that's what he wants. He wants a future where didn't he do this in did he what, what he did stop. Come on, man. You can figure I this hate out. This. You don't need to look Charles like that. Charles
0: had to go in game's theory the
1: Look, just put your Oh my god. It's
0: I just want it there.
1: That's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, you just ripped it out of the wall. Well,
0: that's not good. (laughs) Fuck,
1: man. You ripped it right out of the fucking wall. What are you, some I I ripped
0: two-thirds of it out of the wall. Let go. Okay, there we
1: go. (laughs) It's like a a dead bug. (laughs) I didn't mean to. It's like you shot all the legs off my bug, dude. I didn't mean to.
0: It's okay. I was just trying to maneuver it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Use more of the podcast money. I authorize it.
1: One screw, two screws.
0: Yeah, probably going to need two screws for that (laughs) one. Fuck, dude. You know know what Neil
1: said? If you shoot off a leg, it's still 97% effective.
0: 86%, I think, was the figure. Okay, well, can you
1: still be 86?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely still 86. (laughs) Yeah, like...
1: You found like a way to look right through the arm. The boom. I'm peering it's through it, the broken boom. To take a picture.
0: Well, the boom is fine. It's just the, the more. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's just yeah. my wall, really. It's just your wall. Here's my advice, buddy. Get better walls. <laughs> this is good. Good. I'm happy. It's good. I'll of course have to approve it through my PR department, but you don't have one. I do. This isn't your job. It's my cat, Harry. Yeah. No, you can't just take over. If you're going to just randomly make decisions about podcast money, then I get to be the PR department. Well, I mean, what do you do? For the podcast? Yeah, other than show up. Well, I show up. I mean, I'm not saying you don't deserve something. I help us pick the thing. But I do a lot of. If you do work. a thing that I think is bad, I tell you.
1: It's true. You told me not to tag Games Radar. I don't just
0: pick random fights with other entities. <laughs> it for was. It was giving no them. A,
1: look, we have eight followers. I was giving them a little bit of an extra bump. We have more than I was eight giving followers. them a bump. I was giving them a bump. How
0: are we giving them a bump if you're you're dunking on us, man? You're saying we've got nothing. We've got nothing. We're giving them a bump, <laughs> a slight bump. We've got fucking nothing, man. But we're being very generous yeah. with that nothing. Well, isn't that kind of you?
1: Um, I, I do all the graphic design. I feel like that's worth at least. We've watched $8 other movies in this series.
0: Not well. Look, first off, let's get let's speak to the elephant in the room. This is not our first go around with old Paul Ver. Hoven. What else do we do? Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. No.
0: Making a joke? No, no,
1: I'm not joking.
0: A little movie called RoboCop.
1: My brain is Maybe liquids. you
0: recall a film called <laughs> Robot Cop. I've seen it. They'll fix you. They fix everything. <laughs> it's so
1: funny. Oh my god, this movie. It's wild to rewatch. This well, w-
0: I'm saying we're we're re- we're watching this movie. No, which I'm sorry, is...
1: you, to, you can take it off the stand. Well,
0: and then it's like take, an dude, just fucking take it off I the stand. I broke your precious no, just wall. Take it off the oh, stand. Oh my wall. Look. Squeeze. Oh my beloved wall. You
1: can just squeeze it right out. No, you can't. It's attached. Yeah. Never mind. You okay. Just have to...
0: Yeah. More. <laughs> this is insane. It's I like this insane. is a
1: this is a perfect episode for it though.
0: Yeah, no for sure. Yeah. It's yeah, like
1: yeah. just using the systems we have in place to ruin yourself. Mm,
0: and you're saying maybe these systems we have isn't good. Mm, well if you want to if you want to kill
1: bugs.
0: Pew pew. Would you kill a bug?
1: You know what? What? <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Someone just like me is gonna murder your entire race. You know, that's, that's a line because... in this movie.
0: Let me ask you this. Ender's Game. Ender's Game is sort of this weird Mormon libertarian arch-conservative weirdo guy. He's not a libertarian. I guess Orson Scott Card is really more of a classic fascist, basically.
1: I I don't... Honestly, my knowledge of him starts and ends with with Ender's Game.
0: Well, that's a a, a deeply unironic, unsatirical thing where it's like, what if you had to do a genocide? But I thought the whole...
1: I haven't read it since I was a kid, but I thought the whole thing was like, "Oh, you got duped into genociding." Yeah, fuck but, like, you! It's, like, isn't that such so a complicated you... movie? I, I, I show
0: the movie. I've read the book. I've only seen the movie. Wait,
1: the one with Tommy? Oh, the good one.
0: Yeah, with, who's Tommy?
1: Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs>
0: yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Isn't Harrison Ford in it?
1: Wait, fuck! Did I miss I up it's my Harrison old Ford. man? Fuck! No, it's Tommy.
0: And Then I woke up <laughs> from a <my> bug <book> dream. <laughs> I,
1: I thought Orson's whole thing. Was, I don't know, I'm talking about my ass It's like a kid playing a video game But it's like, oh know, shit, your video a, game is actually guy. He's I like know. in
0: real life a weird guy with weird takes
1: I'm pretty sure it's I Tommy this. It's Tommy
0: I think it's Harrison Ford
1: No, it's You want to make a bet?
0: No, I really don't
1: You get to kill a bug in my house if I you're don't, wrong
0: I, I get to if I'm wrong Yeah, you have Orson to Orson Scott Carr you must American you. writer. Hey, yeah. He won a Hugo and a Nebula Good Of course for him. he
1: did Dead good enders? for
0: him
1: enders i read the book you i don't think i oh, you supported john Wait.
0: mccain Wait. hold your nose vote trump hashtag yeah morrison scott card describes himself as a moral conservative he supported the war on terror
1: you can't call it that i just accidentally... oh my god i just accidentally hearted someone on he's IMDb. publicly
0: declared his it being anti-gay
1: do you think that wendy miklovic knows that i hearted her look
0: yeah orson scott card is, is very right what are you talking about i don't care what you're showing me fucking female doctor i just gave her a female heart doctor heart? i just hearted female doctor i'm saying orson scott card seems to like be someone who's imagined yeah i'm just i haven't I, read Heinlein's book i honestly i'm not gonna speak to Heinlein's. Original. No,
1: it's not over there.
0: Okay. No, we did look at. Did you, listeners? Uh, Charles has quite the bookshelf. I feel like we haven't mentioned it.
1: You can't talk about it. Okay. No, it's not allowed. I, I had a uh, card. Was like a ripped copy.
0: What if we had to do a genocide? Basically, it, it's, it's
1: good it, still. You're saying he, <laughs> he thinks it's still good. Well, you just <laughs> trick the trick the boys into doing an old genocide. <laughs> They'll like it <laughs> they later. A like it's a funny. They'll like it later. Prank. Right.
0: If I tricked you into doing a genocide, you. would Probably what you'd be cool with it, it'd be like sort of funny. I don't know, are they bugs? Hey, where's the timer? Last time you uh, showed me the timer, yeah, <laughs> I didn't set it up this didn't time. And you now it's actively crumbling the whole system. I, I'm this gonna is have pure to, chaos
1: tomorrow. I'm I, clutching a broken gonna, fucking thing.
0: You de- broke it, it was you not just call it broken? That trying to move it would break it. Okay, I'll take
1: um, I was gonna say half, I'll take about a third.
0: You were telling me how to manipulate it. And I did. It worked for me. Remember when Des lipped uh, Rico's nipple? That was wild. It's attached to a fucking piece of wood. How tall is Casper Van Dien? We didn't look it up. Oh,
1: yeah. 5'7". Did you look it up? No, I'm guessing.
0: You're guessing 5'7"? I said 5'6". I feel like that's really small. (laughs) That's such a small man. He's got
1: no pecs. He gives hope for all of us. He's very handsome. He's so handsome. Though I don't think I'd want to fuck
0: him. Casper Van Dien. Uh, Well, he's... I'm with... He's 53 and... uh, Married, so I think he's okay with that. He's multiple children: Grace Van Dien, Cappy Van Dien, Maya Van Dien, how do you, Celeste Van Dien. Can you out find of out town. how tall a person is? Uh,
1: Google how tall they are. Oh, that sounds like a lot.
0: I don't think it's is four kids. Do Good you want to do him. it? Do you want to do it? Well, I'm sort of on the I'm on the edge of it here.
1: What do you think it feels like to be an actor who's
0: Casper Van Dien? Rich
1: still is known for five shoot. nine. Hey, I'm
0: taller than Casper. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> what is he doing now he was in alita i Good saw that him. wait alita battle angel yeah i saw that remember when their big reveal was freaking ed norton's in this movie yeah. bum, bum, bah, and they're never no one wants sequel. that yeah. <laughs> no one wants that no one wants that um okay no what i was saying earlier was we're watching this deep into a series where we've seen movies about fascism before where like RoboCop is like looking at a psychotic corporate police state and the dehumanizing impact of like money right. on people. And then the other end of the spectrum, we have Die Hard, where like a libertarian guy is like, you know, what would make the world a better place? Me, <laughs> <laughs> barefoot men with guns running yeah. around killing Europeans. And honestly, look, we're not deba- We're not arguing some of those points, but then of course both of their sequels respectively are like full-fledged yeehaw fascism you know
1: it's yeah and i'm i'm pretty much oh god it actually went better than i thought he's trying to drink water over this it's seltzer
0: it's water just say your thing it's it's seltzer plus carbonation is water plus i feel like plus carbon i feel like water plus carbonation uh, would you like to know more
1: No. I feel like the direct-to-DVD sequel to Starship Troopers is going to be the most fascist (laughs) movie ever made.
0: (laughs) What's crazy about this movie is that it is so cranked every single something happens every second of this two-hour movie. And I don't even understand how if you're an audience member who comes in off the street being like, oh, it's one of those science fiction films. That's me. And then you're met with this fucking meta textual like you're living inside of one of the ads from Total Recall or Robocop basically. Like this movie yeah. ends and it's just been a commercial it a, a commercial time. for the
1: army. Yeah it's it's, crazy. it's the most
0: it's the most breathless piece of like ridiculous it's so crazy. it's it's just so cranked. You you're asking uh, did you ask me someone asked me I think it was my friend Cole. He's like, do you like uncut gems?
1: I I wouldn't ask you that You know how I feel about that movie
0: And I said both times left me shaking
1: Why?
0: It's so stressful
1: Okay.
0: How he's got a crazy old day on his hands
1: Oh my god the craziest day And
0: then this movie similarly leaves you like Fucking wanting to just scream It just builds to this fever pitch There's nothing quite like it
1: Hmm there's a a Review from salon.com Why is a salon writing Movie reviews?
0: I'm not going to tell a salon what they can or can't do, Charles, because I myself believe that everyone's opinion.
1: The, the 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 Rotten Tomatoes headline from this review is, Lacks the Courage of the Book's Fascist Conclusions.
0: That's a great headline. Lacks the not courage. Not fascist enough. Not, <laughs> What's I don't get deal? it. Either it's... <laughs> It's it. I don't get it. It's Lacks great the courage. There's two pieces of art, one of which wow. uh, satirizes fascism and, and one of which at least is purported to celebrate it. And your take is, I think the fascist one's better. Good for them, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> if that's how you feel, tell the world. Lacking um, the
1: sophistication. This is from Lyum, Ly, Liam Liam Lisi of Globe and Mail. Think... Liam says, <laughs> lacking the sophistication of the average comic book. It compensates with panoramic attack sequences reminiscent of the Japanese swarm movie, swarm attacks in American war movies. Liam?
0: Liam, I think this movie is yeah, my- <laughs> about what it means to dehumanize our enemies when we build a, oh, an shit! Wow. Oh,
1: Roger co- clocks in on this one. Do you oh want to spend a little God. time with Roger? Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, our old friend, Roger Eves. What gave was it, his fucking hot take on this? He his?
1: gave it two out of four stars.
0: Fair, tough but fair. <laughs> That's what we
1: like about him. He's like daddy. You
0: know the cars weren't weren't fun enough.
1: Oh my god! A pope. Starship Troopers is the most violent kitty movie ever made. I call it a kitty movie, not to be insulting, but to be accurate.
0: Damn, Rog, <laughs> go go off on him. I wonder who's smarter, Roger Ebert, a certified dipshit, or Paul Verhoeven, one of the best filmmakers of all time.
1: Its action characters and values are pitched at eleven-year-old science fiction fans. I was twelve. That's the
0: fucking yes man. but okay so
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna jump ahead and say this is what happened i was 12 when this movie came out i saw the trailers i was a little science sci-fi nerd i was like mommy daddy can i go see this r-rated movie about bugs and they were like okay <laughs> so they talked i don't know when you go did you ever do this or were you just like a little rapscally you just went into an r-rated movie
0: no, famously, my dad, my first R-rated film in theaters yeah. was uh, Confes- Black Hawk Down. Okay, because my dad was like, "Yeah, it's a war movie." Ridley but Scott he went in it. with you. Yeah, went in with me.
1: Did you ever go in by yourself? I think
0: we, me and my friend, saw Troy. I think because, but my my mom, my my friend's mom, like had to.
1: Yeah, I remember. I just distinctly like, remember my mom going up to like the teenager who was working behind the counter, being like. Yeah. My twelve-year-old son can go see Starship Troopers.
0: That's so. That's so funny. And
1: I saw it with my brother. So My brother was fourteen or fifteen. He was fifteen. So technically, I had parental guidance.
0: Oh sure, yeah. So um, I- I'm sure Philip is a the dream substitute for a parental figure. What yeah. was your take at the time?
1: Uh, I distinctly remember sitting in the back seat of my mom's car, getting picked up, and like not saying anything for hours. <laughs> <laughs> So, this, this idea that Roger Ebert thinks this is a child's movie is crazy. This is a traumatic event. This might have been the first traumatic event of my life, other than having to sit through and like parents fighting with each other since I was two.
0: Okay, don't bum out the audience. That's okay. They We're know. having fun, then you're like, oh, my home life was broken. Yeah, but this oh, no. really broke. my mom it. and dad fought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But no, this is like this is like violence that is really disturbing,
0: right? But imagine being so, such a fucking shithead like Roger. E. Yeah, you exactly. Watch you're like, um, for dumb babies, actually, yeah. I'm smarter
1: than the violence in this movie.
0: Something that you and I often talk about being like very angry at the system that we live in is that the state of American politics is that liberal or conservative, and it's reflected in Starship Troopers. There's essentially like you know different aspects of the empire and and if you choose liberal or conservative very often you're arguing for should we be a kind and generous empire or a ruthless and bloodthirsty empire but either way you're missing the major point which is like this basic concept that you're looking at our political experience through is that of like an imperial like like doggedly committed to constant expansion and constant power and constant dominance. And I love that we get like crossfire. Look, remember during this movie you turned to me and said like literally I can't believe this came out before 9/11.
1: Yeah, no. I I really want to talk about that cuz this it is, is like
0: staggeringly well-observed document of where the American empire yes, was in the 90s.
1: And the fact that no one really got this movie in 97.
0: Right, so Roger sits there and goes, "Um
1: um kitty baby <laughs> violence." And it's like, "No, this this fucking predicted nine eleven.
0: It predicted exactly how America would respond to a nine eleven. Where again, one of the best parts of this piece, this violent piece of agitprop, is that it, first it reminds me very much of the Matrix. The first, the history, right, of the Animatrix. and this also came out before the Matrix, right? We're we're, we're talking the, the meta elements of like you're being told a story right now. You're used to seeing movies, but this is a story. It's different. Mm. You're not watching. This is designed to manipulate you very specifically. It's, It's a trick with a punchline at the end that's designed to elicit a response from you, and it knows that it's that. It's fucking brilliant. And just like in the Animatrix, when we watch a history that we're being told we have to keep in our minds the the, the thought that this is deeply political. What we're watching, we're being told a story. We're trying to be swayed by the storyteller. And, and this is such a ridiculously, it's so obvious what he's doing. And yet it seems like for the most part, all of these very comfortable film critics and all these very disaffected or, or desensitized audiences completely.
1: It's, it was wild time just to like have people completely miss the, It seems, I think the reason why it was maybe difficult is, A, it was 97. You know, people were living in this beautiful bubble of American might and a stock market that could only succeed. And pre-war, we hadn't been in war since, Well, I guess we were always sort of fighting war. The the,
0: the Gulf War was a very targeted, removing the Iraqi army from Kuwait and smashing it, but not invading... Iraq not taking over Baghdad not deposing Saddam Hussein it's a it's a very clear and, and yeah definite... what was our
1: last invasion war at that point yeah was that probably Korea Grenada. What, what was that Granada Granada
0: yeah when we invaded Granada so I th- I feel like and it's... let me just say I don't there's not a day where I don't thank God that we showed the that we showed Granada what was what
1: Gre- the Grenad Grenadines they
0: invented uh, grenades. No, grenadine. Grenadine, the yeah. drink. Oh. The, the thick, rosy syrup. Oh my God, they're beautiful people. Oh, it's a lovely syrup. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's. It's. I feel like it comes... It's interesting to to sort of live through a war right now. We're in the midst of an invasion happening, and it seems to be petering out, but still, like, the American response is, what do you want us to do about it? Really? And it's like... 20 years ago i feel like we would have nuked russia <laughs> if like this is like the fever pitch of the 90s was this like idea that america could conquer whatever they wanted and it's we're like we're living in this 30 years later 20 years later
0: who can say who can who say who knows
1: but just like we're living now it's like what would we fucking do like we, we this is so different than it was before it's crazy
0: yeah and like i uh perversely i would say the strength of the biden administration has just been a government which for the most part's been like come on we're not doing that again we're like like getting out of afghanistan ever like thank god we got out of afghanistan yeah thank god we're not geez
1: but it's almost i mean it's it's off like there's no pleasantness really but it's almost pleasant our response now which is just like
0: right but then shrug but then the engine of media like uh I don't know. We still live in such a terrifying fascist culture. Like, Uh, uh, you know, there was this bit where fucking Stephen Colbert, who's become like, you know, again, it's just like liberal or conservative. Whoever has the power, they get to, you know. So some Fox News reporter had the audacity to question Joe Biden, who said, if the Russians use chemical warfare, we will respond in kind or something to that effect. Yeah. Which is a fucking wild thing to say it is it's crazy and then uh colbert's like um i know i'm against the slap did we talk about this on the bonus episode we did
1: but that's all right we, we just, you i'm know.
0: just i'm just saying we live in a culture of like it's just deep dyed in the world fascism and the fact that verhoeven has crossfire within like you know the, the exact same mechanisms of like stultifyingly meaningless didactic debate that came to define cable news just like constant yelling we, we you know he thought it was bad in 97? I know. Man, you had no idea. You had no, no idea. He did have, I think he did for. have an idea. Anyways, Colbert wanted fucking Biden to slap a Fox reporter for asking about uh, if the American president, what he meant by talking about dramatically escalating war in Europe. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's so crazy.
1: Yeah. Would and you that, slap
0: me what, if I said that? If I suggested that you, that, uh, so it's if, like, you said, question Joe yeah. Biden about, uh, intensifying conflict with Russia,
1: no, if I'd asked, if I'd been like, if you'd said we should, um, spread anthrax in the fields of Russia, and yeah, like,
0: if someone said that you should hit them for sure,
1: <laughs> and I said, wait, 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 what? And you just hit me.
0: I'm confused about who's hitting who right now. You're hitting me. Why?
1: You always hit oh, me. Oh, because, y-
0: oh, my God. You always hit me. You're, what is this victim card you're playing? I've never hit you.
1: You've hit me. When have I hit You've...
0: you? I feel like I've hit you at some point. Not like hit you, hit you. No. Like fun hitting you.
1: Listeners, this was a joke. Josh has never hit me.
0: Look, hey guys, can we get real for a minute? We joke about a lot of things, but physical mm. abuse is never cool. Unless Don't it's, hit Charles. Unless it's
1: Joni in season three of Mad Men where she hits her shitty husband over the head with a vase.
0: Yeah, her uh, handsome rapist doctor <laughs> husband who sucks. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, friends named Greg. If you're named Greg and a piece of a oh fiction, shit, I have a I have a friend named Greg. It's probably not great. I have a friend named Greg and I love Greg. Yeah, Greg's great. But Gregs are pieces of shit. Oh no, They're pieces of shit. No, they get hit by Joan. Yeah, we live in a terrifying fascist culture. Verhoeven just was like, yeah, I know exactly where this is going. Yeah, he knew. He's, I know exactly where this have is. Have you going.
1: seen his uh his nunsploitation movie that came out a couple of years ago? I've
0: still not seen Benedetta. It's good.
1: I'm sure it is. He's fucking. He He's can't go wrong.
0: Well, again, like he grew up in Nazi-occupied Netherlands. He was like, yeah, I know what fucking fascism looks like. And, you know, he was like, hmm, what if there was a part of the world that America antagonized and then they did something in retaliation and America was like, well, we've got to fully commit to an all-encompassing imperial war against that part of the world. And it's just so depressing. Like, I think we like to think that there's this statecraft or randomness or evilness, but like, this was the height of the Clinton era. Verhoeven's like, oh, yeah, I know exactly where this is going. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. He was, so he must have been making it in 96. I mean, like, and he was just like, he. this wasn't like freaking uh, a village in Texas lost its idiot W who can't say nuclear right. No. This was like, no, 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 no. Like, right now, uh, the height of liberalism, the height of, like, you know, it's just depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're basically all fascists because we have no choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's true. Like, you know, yeah. falling in lockstep. You know, we, we talk about often off pod, just like looking at a world where being raised in like for me, being raised in like Democratic New England, the concept of is like Republicans dumb, Democrats smart. And mm-hmm. that's certainly like literally West Wing is like, you know, if you went to Yale and know Gilbert and Sullivan, it is it is more moral for you to extra murder people as an imperial power yeah it's and like, i
1: was brought up republican i only knew gilbert and sullivan right <laughs> i didn't go to yale
0: famously no republicans go to yale no and then like you know but but it's all venerating the structure of the empire like people like people insisting that supreme court justices are good people who we have to valorize when it's like that's part of this justification of empire and of like The brutality of our system is this pretend to pretense that there's checks and balances to the end game of, of continued power and domination. And this movie just shreds all of that.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, it's really. It's it's a fun movie, too. And I think that's why it was maybe a little confusing, because everyone's having. I actually just wrote a little piece it could have been a much longer piece and a more interesting piece, but a pretty short piece about like why mockumentaries are an interesting medium. And this, I guess this is technically a mockumentary because of the, all the little like, do you want to know more? And I think what mockumentaries do really well is when you're satirizing something so aggressively that you need a structure of authenticity and power, like something that actually makes you feel like this is actually happening. Cause like the office, can you imagine Ricky Gervais just like, the only reason why the office really works is because he's talking to a camera and you have that like double level of fiction where you can see the satire for what it is so that you're not fully consumed by it. So that the satire becomes more than what it should be. And I think this movie was so good at being like a fake movie that everyone was like, Oh, this is just a movie. Because this looks like every other fucking war movie that came out over the last fifty years, it's crazy
0: yeah uh it, it's it's ecstatic yeah it 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 plays you all the hits that you wanna see played. It's just like, it's like watching a home run derby. He's like <laughs> every, every single thing you've seen before. Yeah, You just love it. You want the crack of the bat.
1: And I think that line where he's like, someone just like me is going to kill your entire race.
0: Like it's that, like, that's the nugget. The core of all of this is how do you sow that seed so deeply? So that that people.
1: line doesn't stand out as like, oh my God, this is a big joke. When most people watching that, especially in 97 were like, Okay, this well, makes okay, sense cuz so this like, is what like every fucking John Wayne movie was. This is what every fucking movie w- from World War 2 was about. It was like about good guys killing all the bad guys. Well,
0: we were talking while we were watching about uh the John Wayne movie uh Green Beret. Um and and that's a movie where it's uh, <laughs> um <laughs> It's a Vietnam movie that features a scene where like a fucking 60 year old John Wayne or whatever is like tells off a liberal reporter for questioning the war in Vietnam, like during the war, like this was released during the war. So it's like absolutely John Wayne being like, I'm going to commit my two cents to just making a pure agit prop. Like it's basically Starship Troopers, you know?
1: Yeah, because that scene happens in this movie. There's like, that's the only wink I think was when the, the reporters like. Some people say the bugs are fine, and they're just being, you know, instigated by us humans. And they're, they're they would be peaceful if we just left them alone. But and then Johnny Rico's like, "Shut the bug
0: up! We must kill the bug." Well, and part of the brilliance of this movie, that again he foresaw so beautifully, is the liberalizing of fascism, where this movie is racially diverse gender diverse yeah there are no sexually, separations like, like, sex
1: is not like meaningless right at so this when point. we talk
0: about like you know when when fucking raytheon or whatever is like you know, Raytheon believes in gay rights. And it's like, wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, you're like, you know, General Dynamics is investing in, you know, a, a Muslim education center. It's like it's the, a level of cynicism where it's like, oh, we can completely wash away the crime of empire through this faux inclusivity. And I, I wanted to go back to that because, you know, Madeleine Albright just died, uh, the secretary of state under a uh, 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 freaking Billy Clinton. You heard him? Clinton? Bill Clinton? Billy Clint. He played the Billy saxophone. Clint. Oh, yeah. yeah he's this, my fave. That saxophone playing Rapscalli. I have three
1: favorite presidents. Oh,
0: let's hear him. This is a good sidebar. Yeah, I got... Here he is. Charles has three favorite presidents. Charles, take it away. I, Can I guess one? Okay. Yeah. You seem like a Calvin Coolidge guy. No. He's Silent Cal. No. I, like a, I like a
1: loud... I mean, I told you that Billy Clint was in my top three, and he's...
0: Because he's Blas, he's on. He's the He's Yeah. Blah, blah,
1: blah. So, yeah the S- Silent Cal. Like those fuckers too quiet for me. Yeah. I'm all about I mean I like a Washington. Number one.
0: Oh I mean George? What George? Yeah, just Washington, you can call him George. He's a classic. I would say as far as presidents, I describe him as the first.
1: Yeah. Me too.
0: Yeah. Oh, great. Wow. Number one. <laughs> Top dog, yeah.
1: And maybe that's why he's my number one, just because he's number one. Isn't
0: it funny he always wins polls for best president or whatever and it's like <laughs> Well, I, mean, I, I vote for him
1: i always vote for him he's number one how can you not give him number one
0: i write in a uh, jerry garcia <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh president and bartlett Bart Bar- bartlett's number two josiah bartlett josiah bartlett he was a wait is it simple... josiah or jebediah
0: jebediah bartlett he was a simp is it josiah i don't know i'll look it up i think it's J.
1: Je- let's just call him J. J. bartlett J. bards
0: Jebediah, liba ding dong Josiah Jebediah? I, the, I think it? it's
1: Josiah. I don't know. Let's see. Let's find out. Bartlett. 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 Quotations. And I never Jay ever get sick at sea. Bartlett. I
0: know that Gilbert and Sullivan because of Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> he thinks the smartest thing you can do is know that one line from Gilbert and Sullivan.
1: Josiah Bartlett is an American. <laughs> t- I was right. You're wait. Wait. Oh, God damn it. Josiah Bartlett is an American physician and judge from 1729 to 1795. So you are thinking of the wrong Bartlett. Fuck my ass. (laughs) Uh, West Wing is (laughs) Josiah Bartlett. You're right. right. Two two Josias. Yeah. Fuck you, asshole. He's also a president from the West Wing.
0: Um, God, he's
1: handsome. God, he's handsome. He looks, like, so so fucking good in that suit. Yeah. that big fat tie. The big old fat I'm tie. I'm so excited. If the Gen Z or whatever they're called. What do you do call themselves Gen Z? Call themselves Zoomers?
0: Madeline Albright sucks, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Everyone's like, it's great that she was, like, a lady secretary of state. And it's like, she participated in terrible imperial shit like the sanctions against Iraq. everyone's
1: bad why are we still celebrating politicians I don't know there's no good politicians what I'm
0: saying is like I think for a lot of people who are comfortably liberal probably like Robert Roger Ebert or whatever they watch this and they refuse to engage with the basic criticism which is that all of this like nonsense deck chair shuffling is just like obfuscates the power and the violence of empire
1: yeah I love that we got half a sentence into his review before we were like fuck you Roger
0: yeah I'm shocked at Roger Ebert the guy who his not... Cars review is still at haunts me.
1: <laughs> okay, on the human side, we follow the adventures of a group of high school friends from Buenos Aires. Johnny has a crush on Carmen, but she likes the the way Xander looks in uniform. Yes, you nailed it, Roger. What a lunatic. <laughs> when she signs up to... I mean, I guess she's he's right.
0: I know but he's engaging.
1: But he's like exactly, he's engaging, he's engaging like earnestly six-year-old. with a 6-year-old. Yeah, he's such a dummy.
0: He's like this is a movie for babies. Anyways, let me adjust my I, diaper <laughs> and write my review.
1: I don't think he adjusted anything. Watching movie. a film this is his closing. Wait, okay. The Spark of Genius or Rebellion. If Star Star Wars is humanist, Starship Troopers is totalitarian. It's amazing that all these people really thought it was like a fascist movie. Watching a film that largely consists of interchangeable characters firing machine guns at computer-generated bugs, I was reminded of the experience of my friend McHugh.
0: <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me, McHugh? That's not a friend. That's like a school or something. I mean, also this is obviously whatever come next is completely made up. I mean, beyond that made-up name, but sure, my friend. <laughs> Jingles, the magic rabbit. I had a fever.
1: After obtaining a degree from Indiana University, he spent his summer in the employ of Acme Bug Control in Bloomington, Indiana. One hot summer day, while he was spraying inspectors on home, a trap door opened above his head, and a housewife offered him a glass of lemonade. <laughs> this is like a Raymond Carver novel. This is crazy. He crawled up, filthy and sweaty, and as he drank the lemonade, the woman told her son, now, Jimmy, you study your book, so you'll end up just like him. I wanted to tell the troopers the same thing.
0: Roger... I'm sorry, does he think that the guy who made the movie doesn't get
1: It's crazy. Everyone movie? thought
0: that Jesus Christ, what an idiot. He's if you so ever celebrate Roger Ebert, you need to read the fucking the tripe he shoveled onto that fucking newspaper page. It's fucking crazy. It
1: is funny when people I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm just being very generous, but I feel like you should always give a certain amount of benefit of the doubt to the person making the art you're consuming.
0: I think if you're not meeting the creator in the middle... Somewhere in the
1: middle. Like, to read this review that Roger Rowe is like, I'm a baby... Babies... You're a baby. Anyone who likes this movie is a baby, and I'm the genius. is like, what a weird place to meet a movie by a fucking... At this point, he'd been making movies for... 20 years?
0: Well, I just can't stress enough that if if this is the guy who made Robocop and Total Recall two yeah. movies that are obviously doing elaborate narrative things that are metatextual and commenting on things very clearly be it reality itself and Total Recall or like a corporate, you know, the, the, like the corporate influence over a city like Detroit, which again another movie where you pretty much just Pre- predict yeah. t- to a T the, the trajectory of like you know what unlimited corporate dominance would have over a community like Detroit is good, right? What the, the RoboCops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I found it crass and violent. That Clarence Bauderker has a real tongue on him. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking okay, so the dropout, this movie on Hulu, this movie, I'm a fucking boomer now, this TV show on Hulu. That, <laughs> I mean, with, who
1: knows what a movie is anymore? Who
0: know what a, I thought Moon Knight was a movie until yesterday.
1: Wait, Moonlight? Moon Knight. Oh, yeah, you did.
0: I thought Moon Knight was a movie. Josh,
1: and... well, if you are excited about the movie Moon Knight, there will be like eight or nine more of them. <laughs> I think they're called episodes. Coming out every TV week. Don't <laughs> you find that weird that it takes. Years to make a 90 minute thing, but you can make 10 of them if they're only 60 minutes.
0: I think there's other differences. That seems
1: strange Between to me. Betwixt you
0: and I. That seems weird. I can't wait for you to watch Peacemaker. I, I, I got him so excited.
1: Peacemaker. So I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch Peacemaker it.
0: Peacemaker fucking slaps in the half. Listening. I
1: sort of like the opening, but I also i am afraid of dancing and I'm afraid of TikTok. The
0: whole show is not dancing.
1: Okay. Okay, good. I'm TikTok, of TikTok
0: is a little scary, but there's fun parts. I that saw the, shows the the new but
1: the new, bub, the new um, Bubble movie, Judd Apatow's new movie. Oh yeah,
0: a movie I didn't know existed until I read a bunch of reviews being like, "Hey, you know what's a fucking piece of shit." The Bubble. It was really bad. People hate it. That was
1: actually why I wrote that article about mockumentaries because it was like, this is a movie satirizing the film industry. It's about like you could have just set this up as like a Talking Heads documentary, like a Christopher Guest thing, and they didn't. And it becomes this like powerless mess of like actors both having to joke how narcissistic they are while simultaneously trying to like undermine the whole film industry as well as COVID protocols. It didn't make any sense. It was a real fucking disaster.
0: Well, it's just like I feel like there's like real art and that shit because I, I just listened to the DGA interview the uh, with uh, Paul Schrader about uh, the card counter. Mm. which I feel like is such a great movie to think about along with Starship Troopers, because that whole movie is like, what if we've committed a sin by the way we've behaved so powerful that nothing could possibly redeem it?
1: No, and it's just in you now.
0: And what if you were part of that mechanism so intimately, not not theorizing about it in Washington, but fucking beating prisoners in Abu Ghraib?
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the things that, like, this Ebert reviews, like, Common likes the the hot stuff from Z, from Zeke's uniform. It's like, <laughs> by the end of the movie, you have people just being like, she died. And just like, the people that they're supposed to care about, the whole reason why they're in this war, they're just like, oh, that's another corpse now. Let's just keep killing bugs. Right. It's like, everything that they are supposed to be fighting for is just an excuse to just murder.
0: And then every other detail around it is more horrifying than the last Um uh, astute observers of the film will note that the incoming waves of of soldiers as the film goes on are getting younger and younger. Yes, it's so it's good. so unsettling. But that's this whole movie. It's it, it's, a, it's a horrifying portrait. This guy who was like, I saw the Nazis. I saw totalitarianism. I saw how this culture self-perpetuates and becomes this insane death spiral of ecstatic martyrdom and just meaningless bigotry and xenophobia and you know it, this movie gives you those frayed edges of this system doesn't really work it's like crumbling like in front of us like how do we know that fucking neil patrick harris is actually psychic it's really unclear because when rico's like you sent me down that thing he's like yeah it's classified and you're like <laughs> huh right okay <laughs> so like was it was it a cool psychic trick or just like bullshit yeah you're like it's just so hard to tell and then of course like you right, know, because this whole
1: psychic trick is being like, It's afraid and it's like
0: We don't fucking we, Well first off we're, we're just surrounded just like by a magician. Bunch of with guns. So yeah, like of you course. could just guess that you fucking But
1: also that's the that's the shtick is like you win the war but then you have this like mastermind genius to tell you what it means when he doesn't know either and he's just also making everything up
0: well, right uh, uh, part of the lie of empire is all about like the the magic of, of this technology we've created when it's all the same fucking looking at the guts of birds like in roman times like it's all yeah. bullshit yeah
1: that's cool though we should go back looking to... at bird
0: guts yeah isn't that great they're like hey uh how are the bills gonna do just rip a bird apart.
1: i like the tea people way less violent
0: look like at the, the dregs the tea? yeah tea drag how do you know when to stop i mean well you just, when's like the bottom because sometimes it looks like there's like still tea juice and lumps not just lumps
1: uh, it's it's you need to be a soothsayer really to know I, I don't recommend you doing it by yourself
0: i'm sort of a poopsayer and that when i poop, I often tell people <laughs> what do you think about that <laughs> I'm a <poop-sayer>. he's afraid <laughs> he's afraid i just took a shit 40 minutes shit. ago it was great. It was great.
1: Oh, my God. Texting. Then, then the fucking war is an offer. That's the best part. Yeah. The,
0: the, the, they tried to make this look like something was achieved. At the end of the movie, is like, we need more soldiers. We need you. <laughs> that's yeah. What, that's what, the, honestly, voting. Uh, the, American democracy just feels exactly like Sergeant It Boys, Where they're like, just keep voting <laughs> and the system will work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not really doing that, is it? Like, you keep telling us things and it doesn't really do the thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's an interesting... It's fun looking back at it because this is so prescient that it's like... Maybe not prescient, but just like so human in, in the way that it understands how systems work. This can... You know, after 9-11, you could see this as like, oh, wow, we really just ran into a war. We didn't need to fight and brutalized millions of people for no reason. But now that we're no longer really a superpower in the same way, it's like oh, liberals and Republicans and Democrats, like, they're all the same. The system is designed to just churn through people so that nothing really changes. And it it fits for that, too. It's like, it doesn't matter if we kill a million bugs or a thousand bugs. It's just like, we need the bug thing to keep us all in line to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, because, like, this attitude...
1: Edit that out. No, no. My voice broke. You're going through something.
0: (laughs) Puberty? Yeah, finally. We got it on Mike. (laughs) I'm a man. Yes. And I'm going to join Rico's Roughnecks. Oh, yeah, good. And have sex. Hey, boy, you want to live forever, boy? I I shan't, governor. (laughs) I do, though. I would tell tell Rico I do. Yeah. Well, we would die so quick in a war.
1: I don't know. I'd hide. I'd pretend to be dead. I was thinking of this thing. (laughs) When you get strangled in a movie, just go limp real quick.
0: Uh-huh. In just a pretend. Movie? To just so you know when you it's you're... not real in a movie.
1: Uh, but you know when you're in a fight in a movie and you're like someone's choking you from behind, you just slap, 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 kick, kick, slap, slap. slap and then but what they...
0: if someone's told you specifically not to not to, again do a sissy boy slap fight? <laughs>
1: well, that's hard for me.
0: We've got to talk about.
1: I'm it. I'm always getting into a sissy boy slap fight.
0: I'm just saying, in a in
1: this probably happens in real life too. So if it does to you. <laughs> Rather than just slap until you actually pass out,
0: pretend, pretend to, to pass, pass out.
1: out, and then they'll go, Charles passed out. Well, I'll
0: tell you this. Um, I've been thrown out of clubs before, and I once got thrown out of a club, and I just went limp, so they had to drag me.
1: Why well, how that work out for you? Well,
0: everyone got really mad at them, because they were like, he's limp. There you go. See? And then I got to go back in, because they were so mad that Wait, I- Wait, they had... let the limp guy back in? Yeah.
1: Did you still say limp? No, I got up. You didn't flop around? Oh, shit. What? I thought I spelled water, but it was empty.
0: It's not water. It's carbonated water. We oh call it seltzer God. in this business. I call it fizz. Shut up. Boy, well, are you better than me?
1: I used to be in a fizz group. Ugh. A yeah. A Facebook fizz me group. Me too.
0: I was in that group as well.
1: I think I invited you.
0: I don't care. You can't prove that. Always fizz. Are something. Cop?
1: No. Should Officer... I become
0: a cop? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> i'll
1: take him down from the inside yeah
0: yeah i
1: made this shirt today
0: yeah charles uh texted me a picture earlier you texted me a real sort of like fuck me picture like you like took it really seriously here's the thing you is like look, you looked so serious <laughs> i tried you're to... not a serious like no guy. I... in this I... photo you look de- you, you look like you were shooting for a linkedin i am trying here's a the LinkedIn thing LinkedIn profile picture.
1: amy showed me this too it's not because i'm trying to be serious it's because i'm trying to take a picture of myself Okay. Hit that button. I have to think about how to hit the button. I can't think about smiling. Or so you looking just look hair-free. particularly
0: focused and handsome while you're trying to figure out how to operate the camera Thank on your phone. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly it's I think I even tried to smile, but in the split second between me looking happy, I then also had to hit the button to take the selfie and I had to focus on it again. Sometimes
0: I look happy, but I'm thinking about all the injustice in the world and I'm actually sad. Wow. Sorry. I I think we got it. Yeah, he's, he's snapping. He thinks I did good. Yeah, you're a social West wa- was- warrior. Social Wallster. How are we doing? Time wise?
1: Uh, probably in the forties. I can, You're just uh,
0: peering. This is the system. So let me ask you this, Charles.
1: I think we started around ten.
0: No, we didn't. Started, started around at like nine twenty. Okay,
1: so we got okay. about ten fifteen minutes.
0: Great, sounds good. Charles, we often on this show. You ever listened to the show before? I think so. Let me explain. It's a show where I'm Josh. This is Charles. It's when will it end. We watch the movies. We say, is Oh yeah, good? yeah. We
1: watch the movies and we ask, we, is they good? the question, mm. is they good? And then we answer the question. Yeah. Good movie. Sometimes.
0: Yeah. Good movie. We'll answer it. This Wait, have we
1: ever answered the question, is they good?
0: Sometimes. We like it. We say it's good.
1: Yeah. This is a good one, yeah. right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This
0: movie fucking slaps. It's amazing. I think
1: this is a movie. I, I, I'm actually really glad we brought up Ebert, not just to make fun of him, but to show that like, him as an adult being like this is a baby's movie. I personally saw this when I was a baby, and it actually traumatized me. Like it made me think differently about violence because I was grown. I I you had the. I don't know if it was a good thing to grow up as like a liberal boy, <laughs> but I very or, like I grew up as a like a Republican boy, and I grew up thinking that John McClane was cool and like Republican like and like. You know, well, I won't go into all the things that my dad tried to teach me as a kid.
0: You have often on the show. Let's just probably recall.
1: (laughs) This put a halt to like gun violence being cool, just violence at all. I was like shooken. I couldn't speak for hours. I was like, wan, probably. (laughs) I had to take a lie down. But like, this is not a baby's movie. This is a movie that is terrifying to someone that doesn't have the cognitive dissonance to remove yourself from actual conflict. Like a, a baby sees a movie like this at its core, where like you don't think like, oh, you don't think about it in the same way. You're just like, oh, wow, they, these people are brutalized and they're brutalizing and it sucks. This movie is terrifying and I think it does take a baby to really like, you know, there's this whole saying about babies or are teaching
0: or something. We teach more from babies what they teach back exactly. To so as a, you should- And in should... their teaching of us, them, Dude, rog- Roger never had a baby We right? are to them y- learning Roger, Of babies
1: You should have had more babies my friend
0: No but what you're saying is you you're you, At the time you weren't desensitized to like The relentless violence in our culture That justifies right, all the and, violence of the system But
1: it's interesting I watched Die Hard Before this I watched other movies I watched more war right. movies with like yeah. Kirk Douglas And shit and like, like I watched Where Eagles Dare And stuff that like glorified Yes that's glorified cool Specific gun violence and this shows like the opening scene is dun, 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 and then Rico gets stabbed through the fucking femur with a giant bug and some guy gets ripped in 10 pieces and you're like, oh, it isn't just good guys killing bad guys. It's people dying and people killing. And the fact that Roger Ebert missed that this is just a movie about death ultimately and that we are in a, like a culture of death. And this isn't legitimizing the culture of death. This is like, this is this is where we are, and it's not even really. I don't think it's trying to even put you in another place. This is just like this is what we live in.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, in a world where people often bend over backwards to try to be subversive and make political points about things, this is uh, just a brutal mirror, and yeah. it, it's upsetting, and it's it also uh, fucking exhilarating and fucking awesome and yeah. kicks ass. It 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 <sighs> uh, it's it's both. it's it's delirious it's delirious in this bloodthirstiness where he manages to hit on both what is exhilarating about this drug this intoxicating drug of violence and righteous justified violence yeah everyone's favorite kind of anything because like conservatism is often like you know for a a movement that got a lot of wattage out of calling everybody else like pussies and, and snowflakes or whatever there is that like inherent need to be a victim in conservatism where it's like, I'm just trying, right? To right? No, they thrive the, the good, on good, simple, honest things, yeah. But the bugs got a bomb Buenos Aires, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, the that victimization is what people dream about, you know, like, oh, I am righteous now. The violence that I want to right. inflict on in my opponents is righteous now,
1: yeah. No, they love that's that's yeah, yeah it's. it's
0: MVP. Uh, I'm giving it to Ace. I'm giving it to Jake BC as Ace. I love that Ace is a like classic not real bad guy where at 1st like, oh no, he's going to be a bad guy. And he's yeah. like, no, buddy. Nothing's more pure than serving in the, the, the fucking... I think that's another... Mobile infantry with you.
1: Mild genius of Verhoeven is that none of... Th- I think the closest personal relationship is between Diz and Rico. And even that's like Rico is so... On his own, that it doesn't connect, but like this friendship, it's all based on killing bugs.
0: Well, no, but the whole thing is that like Verhoeven is showing you that these stupid war movies fed you the shittiest, most shallow, yeah. meaningless relationships. They have no friendship just to promote like how everything that they do is more meaningful than the last thing they did. Yeah, because of the they endless sacrifice, nothing. and it is only sacrifice. Until you sacrifice yourself. Yeah. Because as Michael Ironside shows us, the only noble way to die is to say, kill me I know now. that's I'm another no
1: useful, beautiful hint. It's like the guy's in the nest and he's like, help me, help me. And then he just shoots him in the heart. And it's like, no, he wanted someone to help him, not to kill him. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy.
0: But I like Ace. Ace plays, in one of the more subtle moments in the movie, he uh, busts out his uh, translucent green violin to play Dixie. I Literally, mean, just Dixie. It's great. Phaser Dixie. It's I don't know. Like, I just like, like Ace being like... The
1: hand thing was like the moment when... Yes. I think the opening scene was like, oh, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this is a little more intense than I thought. And then the cruelty of the hand scene was like... Well, oh, and then, I'm like, just Clancy Brown sort of is a movie. fucking
0: gift from heaven.
1: Is that... Well, yeah, oh, Zim. Oh, Zim, he's so Yeah, good. Clancy
0: Brown's just one of those, uh, from, from fucking yeah. uh, Highlander, of course... Just like a gift from God. He's yeah, just he's like,
1: great. I want to be friends with that guy. Are you he's, kidding me? I so, love that. He looks so nice.
0: Um, I just love Ace. I think he's like a stupid shithead. And I love these. like, I wasn't good at being squad leader. I just want to fight for the army. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: we can't all be good at everything we do. But as long as you kill bugs, you're, then you're okay. Then you have meaning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love Ace. I just, I just love Jake Busey. <laughs> he's great. He's very good. God bless him. I feel like
1: he's got really nice teeth. Well, he's got the teeth. I didn't want teeth. anything to happen BCD. to those teeth. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm just A lot imagining of gums some on that tooth guy. violence. Yeah. And some big, big chonkers. Big
0: chonkers. Big chiclets. I think
1: I might go and give this to Dizzy. Dizzy? Yeah, she's great.
0: Yeah. She's phenomenal.
1: I think she is definitely like... In a movie that sort of tries to strip sexuality from what anyone does, she's like the only person. Because even the relationship between Rico and I don't remember her name, the great Denise Carmen Richards, Carmen,
0: Carmen Ibanez, like she she's obviously got a crazy doesn't.
1: Pilot. She doesn't want to fuck him anyway, and he's such a baby that I don't even really know what he wants to do.
0: He's a short king.
1: Yeah, she's she's like the only person that has any sort of humanity to her, and. The fact that she dies and is, like, not mourned for the life she led, but for the, like, her death is way more important than her life, I think, is... She becomes a really interesting character. I I think she's cool. And she's also really hot. She's definitely the hottest one in the whole movie.
0: Wow. We're learning a lot about Charles here. Yeah, that's
1: my crush, too. Yeah. You want to do a crush?
0: Yeah, my crush is absolutely Carmen Ivanes, the great Denise Richards. Really? I, I see. When I first I very crushable
1: as a twelve year old, she was my crush. Sure, but now as a thirty, no, I, 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 a, a Dizzy's <laughs> almost
0: lunatic sexual attraction oh my to, God. to yeah, for sure. Yeah, she does lick that nipple real urgently. Yeah, I
1: don't. It's, uh, I think. The most handsome man in the movie is probably oh,
0: Van Dien. I'm sorry, he
1: doesn't do it for me. He can't, really, He's no. A beautiful he, man. I don't he, think he—he
0: he is the most anodyne hero ever. He
1: reminds me of like, like American Psycho. If it, I don't like, no, no, no,
0: he doesn't even have the edge for American Psycho. He is just the most the blandest. Have you read the book? No, we're, I'm not talking about books right now.
1: Oh, we're just doing movies. Yeah, I don't
0: book learning. With well, you. I don't like the Your movie. fucking bookshelf.
1: He should have been cast instead of. I don't of, care what you like. Look, it's right over there. It's the biggest book on the shelf. John
0: Cena is like Casper Van Dien, And then yeah, he I looks like, like a either. little Lego man, but no I don't, don't remember
1: funny. his name, but the guy who holds the nuke at the end was probably my male crush in the movie.
0: The guy who holds the nuke at the end? Who's like, just oh, give yeah, me yeah, the yeah, fucking hey. nuke.
1: I'll blow myself Permission up. to
0: die, Sarge. <laughs> yeah, that he guy. He was pretty cute. Uh yeah, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, God, this movie really fucking—it's just so crazy. Like, it's such a what a sad, fucking shitty, awful culture we live in. And yeah, fact and we're still it, living it, in it. I know. For yeah, oh, absolutely. It's so
1: fun to see, like, whatever. Thirty. Let's carry the phone. Who can here. say? Uh, Who can say? We're in such a different state of empire in in twenty twenty two than we were in ninety seven. Yeah, and some it's, of
0: the, some of the fun's gone out of the fun balloon.
1: It's still nearly like. We're worse at it, but the same. Like watching us like rally around something rather than just go kill Russians, but rally around Ukrainians is like we're still doing it. We're well, still doing gotta it. There's got to be
0: some sort of righteous thing happening. Yeah, we just
1: got a new way.
0: Putin's can... the new Hitler. Whatever. It's just it's just this psychotic conversation about endless war and obviously real war very bad. But like, just like watching how yeah. the baying hounds of war in America are just constantly at the very end of their fucking leash, it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so we did MVPs. We did crushes. Uh, Charles, can I ask you a personal question between you and me? Two friends, just off the record. Is it on mic? Yeah. Okay. Are you asking when will it what end? <laughs> 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 um, it's a hard question. Hard question. This is. A, a I'm diamond. scared. It's a diamond.
1: It's definitely. Especially given, like, if you read any reviews from this era, most of them were like, either this is a fascist movie or this is a fun movie because it's fascist. (laughs) I'm a little worried that the next movie is just going to be... Sort of a, a typical, at its best, a typical war movie from well, the era. This could
0: go one of two directions from my vantage point. This could lean heavily into, boy, isn't it awesome being a Starship Trooper? Or alternately, this could lean into, is this is silly and we're, it's going to be silly. right?
1: Exactly, it could be very. Either campy. seems
0: disastrous. The idea of this series being able to maintain this like brilliant satirical absolutely sh- cutting bleeding shredding level of incisive observation that so dances on that line that seems impossible
1: you also know that two of these are from like the last decade and they're both animated
0: i'm actually really excited about those <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i think i'm going to pull out a, a very unusual but sort of cowardice, I'm asking, when will it end? I want to, I'm going to cash in my chips, sir. Whatever you are, you're the dealer or whatever. I'm going to go to the counter and I'm going to cash those chips in because I don't want to bet on the rest of them,
0: I'm actually I'm going to join you in cowardice here. <laughs> this is a perfect movie. Yeah, my expectations are sub basement low. Uh, however, obviously it's important work that we do, and and God forbid we not watch the whole Starship Troopers franchise. God forbid. Yeah, uh, we so didn't.
1: We mentioned this, I think, with RoboCop, but like, Verhoeven is an incredible filmmaker where he makes one standalone movie, and I think all of his movies have had sequels or something crazy like. But, I'd have to look them up at this point, because I didn't do any research or prepare for this episode. But of course not. I feel like he's one of the weird filmmakers that doesn't make any of his sequels, yet most of his movies have sequels. And they're all... Like, RoboCop 2 is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And I just feel like everyone's like, oh, sex violence. What could go wrong? Let's make another one of those. And it's like, oh, no, we need the Verhoeven magic to make this just not a disgusting...
0: Well, there's something about like the pure cinema of all of his movies where he's showing us a piece of art, a piece of craft, and, like, it's deeply self-aware in all of them, that this is an act, this is a story that's being told, and he, he, he really luxuriates in that experience of, like, this is larger than life, and ridiculous, and cartoonish, and classic in a lot of ways, and a lot of people just, yeah, uh, fail to appreciate that he's doing something that celebrates a medium and interrogates it, while also making an excellent, you know, version of what that medium is all about. Kind of like the band Fucked Up, the Hardcore band from Toronto. Don't know. In a lot of ways, in their early work, they satirized hardcore, but in doing so, wrote yeah. some of the most hardcore songs ever.
1: Yeah. I think there's another thing is we are huge fans of the tight 90 on this show. We're not gonna, you know, beat around the bush on that. I think this is a great length. I don't I don't think this should be longer, and I don't think it should be shorter. I think it's the perfect amount of bullshit to feed us to this end. But I don't think we certainly don't want more that like it's a perfect ending. And I think any more sequences of bloodbaths would have just been like way too much. So yeah, this is sure. a great, uh, one of the rare, tight 110s. or No, 130s.
0: Well, I was thinking like, you know, I would say m- m- as a hardcore Mad Max Fury Road fan, another yeah, exactly. similarly linked no, movie perfect. Yeah, which yeah. takes you exactly where you need to go and leaves you right there. Right. But I think my big takeaway from this film is that the end of this movie is Paul Verhoeven saying, movies are cultural products that tell you a message this movie is going to say i am telling you a message here is the message it takes a level of the the cajones on this guy it's just nuts i fucking love this movie um yeah
1: god i just thought about verhoven's cajones
0: yeah and that's a good note to end on charles uh good episode uh i'll join you next week for starship troopers 2
1: you know, before Star we go Star shipper troopers-er You did a great job this episode <laughs> hey, as well
0: Hey, tore the thing out of the wall Yeah, Talked I'll fix about it. my fear of fascism I'll
1: fix it soon
0: Great Yeah They fix everything